it is Wednesday, the 7th of August. I'm your host, Ryan Kier, and this is the Quantium Cast. Today's companies Glencore PLC, UDG Healthcare, Ultra Electronics, and Burford Capital. Okay, so first we're going to be looking at Glencore PLC. They've released their 2019 half year report literally four minutes ago and it doesn't look too pretty. I'm having a look at some key figures here. Adjusted EBITDA is down 32% in comparison to the half in the previous year, to half one 2018. It is 5.58 billion in comparison to 8.18 billion. The company's net debt has increased by about 11% over this from the end of last year to, as I mentioned, the first half of this year. Also, the company's net income attributable to equity holders has fallen heavily, 92% from 2.7 billion to 226 billion. In comparison to half one 2018, the company has also mentioned that quite a lot of impairment charges on their Chad oil and African copper portfolios. The company is currently trading at a P ratio, meaning price to earnings of about 11.75, which is somewhat realistic for the industry. I think it's a little bit higher than what you'd normally see. Companies like Anglo-American stand at six and a half. BHP Group stands at 12.88 though, which is a little bit higher than Glencore. However, Glencore has heavily been investing in acquisitions over the past few years. However, these acquisitions may have resulted in these impairments, which in the short run are quite detrimental to the company's results. But on the bright side, at least they're out of the way. So on the whole, Glencore's half-year report hasn't been that impressive. A lot of the company's issues lies in their African copper business because they didn't meet expected operational progress. They've moved with management changes at some of their other plants and mines. One thing to note though is that global commodity prices have recovered quite a lot in the past couple of months. And if one is bullish on commodities in general, then investigating further into this company wouldn't be an issue. Now we're going to move on to UDG Healthcare PLC. This is a leading international provider as they claim of healthcare services. This company has released a trading update for the third quarter. So I don't believe there are numbers on the document I have in front of me, but we can see that uh, Group constant currency profit before tax for the nine months to the 30th of June 2019 was ahead of the prior year, driven by growth and the benefit of acquisitions, which is an interesting thing to look at. A lot of companies these days that have good cash piles are looking to acquire assets, assets that are ideally cash generative, but those more specifically that have a lot of growth potential. We've just seen it yesterday. Boohoo acquired the women's clothing company Karen Millen 
and it was from the high street, but they want to use it as a tool for their online business, as obviously their model shows. But moving back to UDG, they acquired an asset called Ashfield, and Ashfield's operating profit was significantly ahead of the same quarter last year. That is something that was driven by strong underlying growth and the benefit of acquisitions themselves. They own another asset called Sharp, and it is expected to deliver double-digit revenue growth and mid-single-digit underlying operating profit growth. This is what you would call healthy growth for a lot of businesses in this current market environment where trade volumes are uncertain due to not just Brexit, but also other things going on in the macroeconomic environment, such as escalations in a potential global trade war led by China versus the US. And this could lead to a contagion within Europe and populist states trying to stop doing trade with each other and internalize their production, say from the agricultural industry or from manufacturing. Nevertheless, UDG Healthcare, ticker symbol UDG, rallied about 1.5% yesterday. Not really due to a leak, probably due to the FTSE rallying it open and then falling about 0.6% thereafter. The company's trading at 1.87 billion pounds of a market cap. I think though that the company's net profits aren't that high and it puts this company with a really high P of I believe 100 plus. LSE usually don't calculate them correctly so I'm just going to rely off the 52 week low of £5.45 per share and the 52 week high of £8.24 per share. The company is once again at a 1.8 billion valuation so in terms of profits for the health sector would look for around 20 for uh, a good PE, or a not a great PE, more so a realistic PE. Certain companies like NMC Health would trade of similar PEs. Maybe, in fact, NMC Health are trading and a PE of 23. So that's a realistic standard to set for the industry. With UDG, though, they expect to issue their preliminary results for the 12 months to the 30th of September on Tuesday 26th of November so it looks like we'll be taking note so that we can follow on with this and see what the exact figures are instead of just growth because growth is very vague a lot of companies who don't mention the numbers they're not necessarily supposed to mention the numbers for this but um, a lot of companies try and use EBITDA as a measure to divert your attention away we've had companies in the past using a measure called EBITDA, losses before interest tax, depreciation and amortization, which is quite hilarious because if you're losing and you're trying to hide the fact that you're making huge nominal losses, you can try and use another bit of quick accounting and, and sharp thinking, allow the pun there for your DJ Healthcare, <laughs> to try and cover up your losses. Now moving on to Ultra Electronics PLC. This company is an internationally successful, once again self 
self-proclaimed defense and aerospace security transport and energy company with a long quote-unquote consistent background in the sector. So to summarize the results, they've reported a 4.6% growth in their order book in comparison to the first half in 2018. Revenue growth of 10.4%, impressive stuff. Operating profit growth of 10% from 47 million to 52.9. Profit before tax is then up 6.7% from 43.6 million to 46.5. It shows that the company's made growth there. They've upped their interim dividend for share. They've also decreased their net debt to EBITDA. Impressive stuff. This set of results comes across to me as really positive just from looking at it growth on every front except for debt obviously because they're not growing the debt they're reducing the debt well i just need to correct that they're reducing the debt to ebitda not necessarily reducing the debt i had to quickly edit that because their debt at the end of the period was 171 million pounds their debt at the end of 2018 was 170.1 million pounds so it has increased by about nine hundred thousand pounds but uh, their profit has increased by many multiples so it's quite a positive update nevertheless but it should be important to note that uh, we'll have to see how they're like relative to earnings okay so here's the issue the sfo is investigating a conduct a business issue in algeria by the company Ultra Electronics Holdings PLC and its subsidiaries, employees and associated persons. This is still being investigated. It's probably a risk to the company at the moment because if this announcement comes back with no issues, then the shares don't usually rally that much. But if there is an issue, the shares crash and tumble. Um, I've seen it in the past with uh, Provident Financial. They were down 40% on a day and peak drawdowns of 86% crazy stuff and ultra electronics are valued at a PE of 42.62 according to Google with a market cap of 1.32 billion realistically if we assume the same amount of profit I think it's about 20 25 and Google sometimes is wrong but let's just assume they do the same in the second half of the year as I mentioned 40 seven odd million pounds i believe profit before tax at 46.5 million pounds which is still still impressive i believe google there is probably misquoting the p the company seems to be valued fairly with revenue growth of about 37 million pounds profit growth of about three million pounds on there which is okay um this is the rate of growth that I'm talking about because the six months to June 2018 they took in revenue of about 350 million pounds the six months to June 2019 they took in about 387 million and uh, the profit as I said increased by about 3 million pounds in comparison now we must have a look at Burford Capital this company is in the headlines for all the wrong reasons at the moment there is speculation in the media that muddy waters research the uh, activist short sellers are announcing a short position 
bang on the dot at 8 a.m. today, which is in 31 minutes' time. They've mentioned that uh, it is a company in the London Stock Exchange, and they believe that it has a horrible accounting scandal that uh, should be exposed. The company went out of their way to say that their cash position and access to liquidity is strong, and also their returns are robust. They've mentioned that their litigation finance returns rose to the highest ever levels as of the 30th of June 2019. This is indicative of positive results, which is impressive. Um, if this short seller were to mention another company other than Burford, it would also be very likely that the share price would rally quite a lot. In fact, yesterday they were down from highs of £14 per share to just over £11 per share. They closed at a UT trade, on course in trade of £11.21, which was below the current price on the last trade. And in fact, the spread too, which could suggest that there is something going on behind the scenes. I mean, this is all speculation, but it is possible that the company already knows of this. They've mentioned short sellers of this ilk, or silk I believe maybe, are not long-term investors, rather their goals are to panic investors in selling their holdings and thereby to drive down the share price. It seems that they fear this attack as well. But it is an impressive response. They've talked about their accounting policies, trying to defend it, and they've mentioned stronger operational progress. So if there were to be a short seller on this company, it's possible that once their results are released, there could be a squeeze anyways. And they've also mentioned that they have just over $400 million of cash and cash equivalents on hand. At the moment, I'm looking to see the response. I believe with these kind of responses, investors could take it in a bearish sense and get out just for risk management controls. I would look to enter this if it were to dip back and there was no involvement with the Muddy Waters Research Activist Short Seller. If there is, I think I'd stay back because there's a lot of risk with these kind of companies with high earnings multiples. Nevertheless, though, there is quite a lot of growth on the company. I don't know too much about their accounting standards. And if there are any problems, then uh, one must tread carefully, or at least tread with caution. I do not know enough about this company to really comment on that sense. But it seems that the company has acknowledged at the bare minimum that some of their prior share price volatility is related to such activity, meaning shorting. And they say that they are powerless to thwart these attacks, but they will take legal action. I believe they said outside litigation counsel, they will uh, be investigating with them. So, if it's not them, why would they bother? We'll have to keep that question in the back of our minds. But, we must leave it on that note. I've been your host, Ryan Keir. Until next time.